What's up, sports fans? It's Take 30 with A. Perky, and I'm your host, Amanda Perkins. Sorry I missed you guys last week. I was out of town seeing my new baby nephew, so didn't have much time to record for you guys. But this week will be a special NBA Finals edition. I feel like I've missed so much to talk about, just missing the one week, but I'll talk about the NBA for all of this show and you know all these other talk sports talk shows I feel like we're just kind of wearing the same subjects down but it is what it is there's not much else going on in the sports world so I'll talk about the stuff they were talking about I'll give you my take um so let's just dive right into it so Last time we had our guests last week, and the Raptors and the Bucks were, I believe, on games about to play game six. I saw that while I was back home in New Orleans. Um, and surprisingly, the Raptors pulled it out in six games. So they got that extra day of rest. I do believe Kawhi Leonard is suffering a quad injury because. He's not as explosive, and his jump shots are very short. So you can kind of tell he's favoring that that quad, but he's still doing Kawhi things, you know, just dropping 30, no big deal. Kawhi is still being Kawhi, even if he's a little injured. And then I know Kyle Lowry is suffering from a thumb injury, but they're still pushing through. They are... Very much so healthier than the Warriors. It feels like the Warriors dropping like flies. They had the sweep of the Trailblazers, which was very much needed because Iggy also went down with an injury. You know, KD was injured. It was just kind of what the doctor ordered for them. But at the same time, they come back and Clay gets hurt. Iggy's back. They get Boogie, Boogie back. Boogie gives a good game two, but game three, it was like, uh, Boogie who? And um, they're just really not healthy. And, you know, the Raptors took the 2-1 lead last night, which I expected, you know, and, and I did agree with sitting out Clay because, you know, the, I feel like this series probably will go to seven. Um, so... A game three, you know, I'll take that L and uh, go ahead and get him game four and have him healthy for the rest of the series. Whereas if you play him last night, he tweaks it more and he's out for longer. So I definitely agreed with the Warriors. I felt so bad when they showed Clay's face because you could just tell he wanted to be out there so bad. But um, I think it was the right move to sit him. And, you know, Steph did have a great game. I believe he dropped 47 points but man nobody else could step up it seems like the Warriors could not get over that hump they would cut it to seven five I don't even know I think I think they got within five I'm not quite sure on that but it just seems like they couldn't get it done the the minute you think they're about to tie it um the Raptors would just go back up 10 12 you know it, it it just wasn't wasn't it for the Warriors, regardless of Steph's performance, you still needed somebody to step up and kind of help Steph out, and nobody really did, so they took the Game 3 L. Now that brings up the question, does the Raptors 
get the title. Do the Raptors beat the Warriors? And I don't think so. I It's so hard for me to pick against the Warriors because they've been through so much adversity and they've persevered. So it's like, it's hard to pick against them, to be honest. I mean, last night was kind of a given. You know, they got KD out, Clay out, Boogie's not 100%, Looney's out. I mean, it, it's just, Iggy's not 100%. Boogie, yeah, like I said earlier, Boogie was just non-existent last night. It, it just seems as though they always find a way. I, that's that championship DNA, like everybody says, so... I don't rule them out. They officially have Clay back as far as Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr did come out and say today that Clay's back as far as he knows for tomorrow night's game. And KD is out. So I thought KD would be back for game four. This this kind of brings the question, will KD be back at all? I, I, I do believe that the injury was way more serious than what they led on to be because we're at, what, a month now? And KD has not even gone full scrimmage yet. So... I mean, if they could get KD back for game five, I think it's over. I'm sorry, Raptors fans. Even a 70% KD is still an all-star caliber player. You mix that with Clay and with Steph. Draymond does his thing. Iggy is his role player that he is. I mean, I just don't see the Raptors winning as much as as much as everybody seems to think that the Raptors will win this series, but I just can't pick against Golden State. I can't get off the ship. I just can't. They are just too good. They find a way. It's really impressive to watch, and it was really sad when KD went down because even just as a basketball fan, even people who hate the Warriors, you just had to appreciate the level that he was playing at. KD was just lights out. Out. He was in his bag every night after he said, you know who I am, I'm Kevin Durant, like a boss. He proved who the heck Kevin Durant is, okay? He came out and was given the performance of his life, and it was just, I'm so mad that we couldn't enjoy that more, because I don't know, I hope we get to see it again, but who knows if KD will even go back to the Warriors? I don't know. We don't know what the move's going to be. So, man, this series is so weird to me. I don't know about you guys, but this series, I just can't really appreciate it because Golden State isn't 100%. So it's kind of like, yeah, but they're injured. Like, their main players are injured except for Steph. It's just, it's hard to appreciate it. It really is. I hope I hope that KD returns, and I hope we can get a little bit of a better series going on. But I just want to see that Warriors basketball, even if it's for the last time. We need to appreciate it, man. They play such good basketball, and that's it's going to be sad if uh, KD leaves. And you know, I think keeping that core of Steph, Clay, and Draymond will be awesome for the Warriors. They can get some good role players around them, and of course, they'll still be a presence in the West. I mean, those three together, they've proved what they can do together. So just having KD gives you that insurance, you know what I mean? You're kind of like almost unbeatable. I mean, no one's unbeatable, but it's really hard. Matchup nightmare for sure. 
But hats off to the Raptors, too. It seems like the media is kind of concentrated on those injuries, and rightfully so. I mean, it's a big difference in the series, these injuries. So, But, I mean, Toronto's playing really well. They Game two, they didn't hit their shots, um, and Gasol was not non-existent. Um, Siakam of was non-existent. And of course we knew, right? Game one, Siakam's, I think he shot 14 for 17. Like what? That's not gonna, that's not happening again. Okay. That, that was the game of his life. That doesn't happen night in, night out. So in Kauai, you got to give it up to Kauai, man. Kauai is just a baller. He's in his bag right now, even if he's got a little quad injury. Kauai, much respect for his game. He's definitely making a name for himself, and it'll be interesting to see what he does this offseason because, I mean, you've done so much with this Raptors team. I don't see how you could leave it, especially if you don't even win. If you don't even win, why would you leave that situation? Because you got a good shot next year. So another uh, topic that came out of the game last night was Kyle Lowry. Um, Dove on the sideline to save a loose ball. He goes into the crowd and um, turns out to be a part owner. I'm not sure his name. Sorry, guys, wasn't prepared for that. Didn't have his name for you. But he is part owner of the Warriors. He shoves Kyle Lowry as he's trying to get up out of the crowd. And that, when I saw that, that blew my mind. And this leads to a bigger discussion of I'm not the biggest fan of cramming all those people on the sideline. Like, what are the, what is the purpose of the seats between the tables? You know what I mean? Like the table where the clock operator is and some of the broadcasters and some of the people keeping the stats. What is the point of squeezing in chairs in between there? Like where Drake sits for Toronto, those seats. What is the point of that? I just don't like the access that the fans are having to the players. And I feel like it's becoming more of a problem. And granted, the whole Drake thing, I get he's excited. He's an ambassador for the Raptors. But when it comes to getting in the players' faces and touching a player, it's completely crossing the line. I don't care who you are. You should not be touching these guys. They're doing their job. They're playing the game. It is completely disrespectful to touch them. And then I'm assuming that he had words with Kyle Lowry while he was there because Kyle looked very upset and rightfully so. Um, I, I just, there's no place for it in the game. And I don't know how they get, rid of those seats, those courtside seats, because maybe push them back. I don't, I don't know what they could do because they've got to do something about this. This is becoming more and more of a problem. And I think the league needs to take a look at this in the off season and find a solution because these guys are trying to play hard. They're trying to work. It's their job. Like, how would you feel if someone was in your face, in your office, touching you and cursing you out. I mean, no, that's not, no. 
I I just and and then to throw in the fact that he is part owner. I mean, I mean he's a minority owner, but still he's on the board and everything. Like just not a good look. And the Warriors did the right thing. He will not be attending any of the finals for the rest of the series. So I don't know what the Warriors do in the offseason with this guy, but it is just completely inappropriate for anyone. I don't care who you are to touch these guys while they're playing or to mouth off to them. Like, and the players can't even do anything back. That's the thing. Like, they can't defend themselves. There's rules against them because obviously they work for a larger company. They work for the NBA and they have policies. But these fans really don't. These fans go and... They're getting more ballsy, if you ask me. I've never, there's some problems, you know, the whole Ron Artest thing and all that, but it's just crazy to me. I think fans have a little too much access to the players during the game, and the NBA needs to get a handle on that. Um, That is it for the finals. That's pretty much my thoughts. My prediction is, dang, I don't know, Warriors and Six or seven. I, I feel like the Warriors, it's not a must win because, say, they get KD back and they go down 3-1. Could you imagine the storyline? I mean, come on. The Warriors lost a 3-1 lead and then they come back and win and come back from a 3-1 lead. That would be pretty pretty impressive. But I don't know. I think I think they get the W tomorrow. Clay will be back. And I think KD comes back for game five. And oof. Yeah, I'll go Warriors seven. I'll go Warriors and seven. They get it done. So we'll see how it turns out. Game four is tomorrow in the Bay. I think it's for eight. Tune in. I'll talk about it next week, of course. Um, next I have is. This summer. This summer is going to be crazy in the NBA. I'm really excited. I'm super excited, especially as a Pelicans fan because, you know, we have all the cards that we could possibly have right now, and it's super exciting. Probably the most excited I've ever been as a Pelicans fan, except for last year. I was pretty excited when they swept the Trailblazers. That was crazy, but you play Golden State next, so it kind of put, you know, takes the air out of your balloon, but... I'm excited for this offseason. Um, the latest on AD was I know that Griffin had meeting with him in L.A. about staying with the Pelicans. And from what I've seen, um, the Pelicans have opened up trade talks. So <laughs> I'm assuming AD did not change his mind, which I expected. Honestly, personally, I want to trade him. I, I would trade him. It's just so much drama that he's caused within the organization with his trade request and how it was done. And I just think for the Pelicans too, we just all need to move on. Get some, just rebuild. I mean, you're going to have Zion, which is amazing. You got Drew Holiday. I, I think you just build around those guys. So it, it'll be interesting to see who they trade him to. Brooklyn Nets are now in talks of AD trades. I know they made a trade with the Hawks today. Um, Swingman for Swingman. I'm not sure on the names. But, um, yeah, they they did a, a trade. They have room for, I believe, two max deals, I think. I could be wrong. Or is it one? I'm not sure. 
Well, D'Angelo Russell, they might seeing what they do with him. Um, but the Brooklyn Nets are now in talks, and apparently Kyrie Irving is extremely interested in the Brooklyn Nets. So if the Nets get Kyrie, I don't know. They could trade maybe with the Pelicans. I'm not sure. But from what I'm hearing, KD is not interested in Brooklyn. So that would negate all the rumors about KD and Kyrie teaming up. But could you imagine if KD went to the Nets? Whoa. The Nets would soon immediately become a powerhouse in the East. That would be crazy. And then, of course, we have the Knicks. I talked about the Knicks. That's the one I kind of want. I kind of want the Knicks because I want that third pick and get R.J. Barrett. But, you know, that's probably the Duke bias in me. But R.J. Barrett, let's not forget, he was predicted to go number one before the college season started. But, you know, Zion just was Zion and uh, immediately leaped over that. But RJ is worthy of being a number a number one pick if it wasn't for Zion. So let's not forget that. I think those are two good building pieces, and I think we've seen a full season of those two working together. And it was, it was, it was nice to watch. Let's just say that. And they're both young, and they're best friends. I mean, you couldn't ask for more. How awesome would that be? Anyways, Knicks, the Lakers. Uh, I don't think they trade to the West. I think. They're not dealing with the Lakers. They're just not doing it. So I don't think, I don't see Griffin trading with the Lakers. Um, Who else did they have? The Celtics have a few pieces that they could trade. Um, So we'll see. And then, you know, you got Kyrie free agent, Clay free agent, KD. You got, who else? Jimmy Butler. You got a few guys out there, big names. Um, we'll see where they go. I, I I think the new top markets for free agency is actually the Clippers and the Nets, which is crazy because in the same cities you got the powerhouses of the NBA, you know, the big markets, the big boys, the Knicks and the Lakers. And now you got the the Clippers and the Nets completely doing their thing, rebuilding right got everything going for him. So I I see free agents looking at the Clippers and the Nets as nice landing spots. So I, I'm super excited for this summer because there's going to be so much going on. I just can't wait to see what actually goes down. And it'll probably all start going down pretty soon with the trades because the draft is June 20th. That's right, Pelicans fans. Zion will be a Pelican in two weeks. (laughs) I can't wait. But, yeah, the draft should be pretty predictable, I think. Um, Well, unless, you know, all the trades go down. So I'm excited to see what happens in this trade. Another thing along the lines of the draft, uh, as far as NCAA-wise, is they actually are moving back the three-point line for next year which I like. I think that the NCAA for men need to get the game as close to the NBA as it is. Like, I I never understood you go from high school, right? You play quarters. You go to college, you play halves. Then you go to the NBA and you play quarters. Don't y'all think that's kind of weird? Like, 
shouldn't you be preparing? So like high school, you should be preparing for the college level. College level, you should be preparing for the pros. Like I don't understand why the game isn't closer to what the NBA is. So I like that step. I think it's a good move, especially how the game's changed. The game is so three-point heavy now, thanks Steph Curry. Um, I think it's a good move. Um, I remember, I think it was last year, Jay Williams was talking about how much the game has changed and how... It's not as much on the fundamentals anymore. Like, if you go drive down the street, you one, you rarely see kids outside these days, which is ridiculous. It's blasphemous. But when you do see them outside, they're not shooting jump shots. No, I'm sorry. They are shooting jump shots. They're shooting three-pointers. They're shooting... Long distance jump shots instead of doing moves in the lane, getting the lane easy, shooting, you know, short bank shots from the block, shooting from the elbow. They're shooting threes. (laughs) This is this is how the game has changed. The game has become a three point game. So I like the move by the NCAA for sure. Um, let's see. What else do I have today? I think that's it, guys. I think, you know, it's just kind of crickets in the NFL right now. You know, you're kind of reaching at subjects. I feel like in the NBA, too, all the talks for NBA is just all hypothetical. It's all guessing. It's and it's kind of redundant. I feel like I, I really haven't even been listening to much sports talk because it's the same subjects over and over. But um, I'll, I gave you my take on all those. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm going to work on getting some more guests because I got really good feedback. So hopefully I can have a few guests lined up soon, especially when, you know, the sports world's going to kind of go quiet after these finals. So hopefully I can get some guests for you guys. But Don't forget to subscribe to my channel on iTunes, and I'm also on SoundCloud, and follow me on Instagram, Take30Aperky, and until next week, enjoy that game tomorrow.